Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg is currently sitting on the biggest Trump news of all time. And he won't tell anybody what it is. By Brian Cates. It's Monday, April 10th, 2023. And should it not leak out by the end of the day, Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg will have successfully sat on the biggest Donald J. Trump news of all time for six entire days. I am not being hyperbolic here. Recall the events of last Tuesday. For weeks, information regarding a grand jury seated by Bragg was regularly leaked to the fake news media. These leaks had to be from anonymous sources because it's against the law to leak details of grand jury proceedings. And all of the illegal leaks had one overall theme a criminal investigation into former President Donald J. Trump over hush money payment made to porn star Stephanie Clifford during the 2016 election cycle. These leaks were used to coordinate a building campaign of anticipation of Trump being indicted, arrested, and scheduled for trial for having committed felony crimes. Last Tuesday, April 4th, Donald J. Trump traveled from his residence at Mar-a-Lago to the Manhattan courthouse to be arrested and arraigned on what the unsealed indictment claims are 34 specific counts of bookkeeping fraud that the real estate magnate ordered done in order to, and pay attention here, conceal a major felony crime that Trump had also ordered the commission of by his subordinates. When eager fake news reporters read the Trump indictment, they immediately zoomed in on what was missing from the indictment. While the indictment repeats the same code violation for bookkeeping fraud 34 times, nowhere does it cite the federal code related to the claimed big crime that Trump committed. So reporters wasted no time in asking D.A. Bragg why the big crime that he alleges motivated the commission of the 34 felony crime is not found in the indictment. And here's what Bragg told them. When they demanded to know what this major crime was that he is claiming Trump committed. Bragg told them, since he was not legally required to include the major crime in the indictment, he did not do so. Listen carefully to what Bragg says in response to this reporter's question at 45 minutes into the above video. Quote, the indictment does not specify what the underlying crime was because the law does not so require, end quote. And Bragg is, in fact, correct. A prosecutor is not required to show everything in an indictment of an individual. He is only required to show the grand jury enough evidence to get an indictment, and the prosecutor is not required to put all of the charges the state will make or all of the evidence the state intends to show at trial in the indicting document. So, All Bragg put in the indictment was the 34 counts of business records fraud. Whatever crime it was that Trump supposedly committed that motivated the commission of those 34 counts, Bragg kept it to himself. And he is still keeping it to himself a week later. Yep. So, for a week now, A very strange situation has developed. For several weeks, the fake news could not get enough of the leaks out of Bragg's grand jury and his DA's office. Massive national attention was focused like a laser for more than a week as this drama unfolded 
Trump leaving Florida and traveling to New York City, appearing at the courthouse as crowds surrounded the building. Then Bragg pulled a magic act. He did a bait and switch. He suckered the suckers. Even as he unveiled the 34 counts of records fraud, Bragg dropped an even bigger mystery in the laps of the fake news and con Inc. What's the major crime that Bragg has all but guaranteed he'll charge Trump with in a superseding indictment? Well, nobody knows. Nobody knows what the crime is because Bragg won't say. And here's the curious part. All those numerous leaks that came out of his office like a river for weeks until last Tuesday, they've suddenly stopped. Imagine that. After weeks of shrugging and winking helplessly as his grand jury investigation and its deliberation were being spread hither and yon, all over the news media via leaks, all of a sudden, the leaks have ceased. And the leaks stopped just as Bragg was dangling the biggest, most important Trump news of all time in front of the fake news. Bragg is claiming he has evidence of a serious major crime that Trump committed, and the 34 acts of records fraud were done only to help Trump cover up what he'd done. Bragg was essentially telling the fake news, oh man, if you think the 34 counts of fraud are bad, wait till you find out what the crime was that Trump was covering up with that fraud. But here's the catch. The fake news apparently doesn't care. They've all moved on. They're not hanging around eagerly investigating and digging and furiously trying to find out what this secret Trump crime is. So in one week, we went from that massive national story of Trump in the courthouse to utter silence, save a few obligatory stories in the press where Trump's legal team does a little wargaming about the various filings they'll be making until the next scheduled court date arrives on December 4th. Nobody knows what the secret Trump crime is, and nobody cares, apparently. Well, except for me. I was already posting on social media by Thursday the 6th how impressed I was that Bragg had made it 48 hours without the biggest Trump news ever leaking out of his office. I was congratulating the Manhattan DA for finally shutting down the leaks. What happens next? Now, assuming this case doesn't get dismissed, a distinct possibility given how convoluted and weak the indictment is, and it actually makes it to a court trial, Bragg won't be able to continue this coy act he's currently doing. If Bragg actually does have evidence of a secret major Trump crime that he hasn't indicted Trump for yet, he would have to put it in a superseding indictment and unseal it before the trial date gets here. And if he holds this new indictment back until just shortly before the trial gets underway, that's dirty pool. And you can bet Trump's lawyers would be handed an appeal based on that if Bragg tried it. And then there's another problem Bragg faces. While a prosecutor is not required to show a grand jury all exculpatory evidence during its investigation for a criminal trial before a trial jury or court judge, Bragg is required to hand over all evidence he intends to use against the defendant at trial to the defendant's legal defense team. It's called discovery. And there's absolutely no leeway for him to get cute or coy about it. 
if Bragg truly does intend to hit Trump with a superseding indictment based on this supposed underlying crime, then he'll be forced to hand over Trump's defense team all the evidence he intends to use at trial to prove Trump committed this crime. And allow me to point out how weirdly this chart from Bragg's press conference is worded. 34 counts of falsifying business records, checks, invoices, and general ledger entries leads to intent to commit or conceal another crime, including state and federal election laws. Bragg appears to be claiming the 34 acts of business fraud were committed with the intent of committing or concealing another crime. Well, as Steve Martin might say, excuse me, I've always thought it was the job of prosecutors to indict people for crimes they actually have committed, not crimes they perhaps intended or thought about committing someday. It appears to me that Bragg is attempting to say in a disjointed and convoluted fashion, in a torturing of the law that he can prove the bookkeeping fraud demonstrates that Trump fully intended to commit another crime, that this was the only possible motivation for doing the records fraud in the first place. Does Bragg actually have any evidence in his possession that Trump did commit the crime that the bookkeeping fraud was supposed to conceal? If he does, why would he word this statement this way? If Bragg has the evidence, he wouldn't even need to toss this word salad out there about intent or commitment or concealment. Due to the fact that so much leaking and press attention was focused on Bragg's grand jury during its recent deliberations over the past few weeks, attention was also focused on the testimony of lawyer Robert Costello, who was only too happy to tell assembled reporters about 600 pages of exculpatory documents Bragg hadn't shown the grand jury. The chances Bragg could avoid handing exculpatory evidence to the Trump team is exactly 0%. Remember, the DOJ itself moved to dismiss the case against Lieutenant General Michael Flynn when de facto Special Counsel Jeffrey Jensen discovered all the exculpatory documents that the FBI Crossfire Hurricane and Mueller Special Counsel teams failed to turn over to the Flynn defense team. That's how we got the nine-month circus with Judge Emmett Sullivan, if you'll recall. To be clear, Bragg is not playing hide-the-ball with his case when it comes to this alleged Trump major crime, because he has a very strong case. It's the exact opposite. His case is so weak, he's having to engage in rhetorical flourishes about intent to commit. The stupidity of leftists knows no bounds. Here again, all the usual idiots on the left got their hopes up that at long last, they've got Trump where they want him now and are flabbergasted to see him still walking around free, still running for president and not even having a court date until eight months from now in December. They're convinced this case is how they're going to stop the Trump train and prevent him from being on the ballot for U.S. president in November 2024. They can't seem to get it into their heads that nothing can stop Trump. Didn't they think they had him last year when Cassidy Hutchinson suddenly made a timely appearance during their nationally televised January 6th hearings? Remember what I wrote about that fiasco at the time? When Hutchinson turned out to be a Trump team plant, 
refresh your memory about how all their plotting and strategizing only ends up making Trump more popular, stronger, and unstoppable than ever. The amazing thing to me was how Hutchinson managed to keep a mostly straight face while punking the entire J6 committee. Once again, I suspect shenanigans are afoot behind the scenes that won't be apparent until later. Absolutely nothing about the Bragg grand jury, the leaks from it, or the Trump indictment makes any rational sense. And what have I been saying for a while now? What do you do when the authorities, the fake news, or Con Inc. are shoving an incoherent narrative at you and trying to get you to buy into it? When you are presented with an incoherent narrative, it's a cover story. Research carefully and get to the grounding facts, the incontestable evidence, and leave behind everything else. When you spot how they are trying to manipulate you, what positions or actions they are trying to psyop you into accepting or committing, you will be able to begin asking the right questions. The reason most people flounder around, lost in the wave of propaganda being endlessly churned out and shoved at them, is because they can't stop responding emotionally to the narratives being crafted to provoke those emotions. The first thing you have to do is emotionally detach yourself from the situation, then dig into the grounding facts. No unsupported claims, no speculation, no conjecture. What you do know versus what is the latest propaganda claiming to you. Here's what I know. It is illegal and a crime to leak details of grand jury proceedings. These leaks from Bragg's grand jury should have directly led to a criminal investigation to find the leakers. Where is it? Fake news, of course, knows who the leakers are. So have they been asking these anonymous sources to cough up the mystery Trump crime to them for the past week? And if not, why not? Are they afraid of the answer they might get? Is this why the leaks suddenly evaporated the past week? People who ask the right questions get closer to the truth than people who can't stop consuming propaganda and reacting emotionally to it. We'll see what happens in the coming weeks.